All right, Tim Blankenship here with Divorce 661 Daily Perspective, episode 18 for Thursday, October 26, 2023, I believe. Got a lot uh, for you today. have a lot of good info for you. Uh, Going to go over what we did today, clients we helped, as, and as well as uh, some things I haven't talked about before. We're going to talk about um, how to bypass the L.A. County divorce classes. If you're in L.A. County, you know they have the classes you have to attend we're going to talk about uh, the health insurance open enrollment. Uh, that's an interesting topic for today. And I'm adding a new topic. It's until further, until I have a better uh, title, Tim's tirade. And I'm just, it's going to be at the end of the show where I go over the things that make me upset about, I don't know, maybe clients, maybe the paperwork, but mostly about the courts that can be very frustrating. Okay, let's get into it. We're already at a minute. All right. So consultations today had six consultations today uh, from all over the map in California. We had Riverside County was represented, San Mateo, Santa Cruz, Yolo County, Monterey County, and LA County, always LA County, of course. And one person texted me from Monterey County just asking if we handled divorces in Monterey County. And obviously, yes, we do anywhere in California. And uh, they just weren't ready for a consultation. So they were just reaching out and found us on the podcast. So Thanks for watching if you're on YouTube, and thanks for listening if you're on our podcast where the audio, audio version is coming from. All right, new cases today. We filed three new cases uh, today, uh, one in L.A. County. Of course, that was e-filed, and I already had that back this morning. I filed it at like 5 in the morning, and I had it back at 8 right when the court opened, which is awesome. Uh, one in Sacramento County. Sacramento County does not have e-file on anything. We can't even e-file the initial petition. It's all old school, mail in your paperwork. Kind of annoying, but there's still some courts out there that are like that. Uh, and then one in San Luis Obispo, Obispo, um, filed a new case there, and they are e-file on the initial documents. So we can get that electronic signatures on the petition, and uh, they have also a procedural documentation, and then we, get, we can e-file that. But after that, everything is snail mail. All right, judgments that I prepared and where we prepared them, like what county. So today, Wednesdays, I get my uh, bulk mail from people that are mailing in from all over California for their people that we worked with and finalized their settlement agreements and they've signed all their paperwork and we have to mail file, as I mentioned, because only LA County allows the judgment to be um, filed, e-filed at this point. So uh, six judgments came in the mail today, and they were from cases we finalized in Contra Costa uh, County, Santa Clara County, Monterey County. Told you, the guy who texted me, we do Monterey County. Just uh, finalizing that. And Orange County, Sacramento County, and Solano County. Been getting a lot of clients in Solano, it seems, lately. Always in Sacramento, always Orange County, always Santa Clara, Contra Costa, L.A., et cetera. Uh, but anywhere you're at, we can help you. Uh, okay, we had three cases, three three judgments that we had submitted previously approved uh, today. They all came in. Two were in L.A. They're all L.A. Two were downtown L.A. One was in Pasadena. I still consider that L.A. So three approvals for our clients, and they are done. Most of these were uh, because we handle these so quickly and because we can e-file at the five-week mark. They were um, their, their divorce is approved who are here in October, but they're not officially divorced until March. I think was most of the dates on those that came in today. Today, as far as settlement agreements, I worked on three cases, um, where we're drafting the settlement agreement. They got me their terms. 
uh, regarding child custody, child support, if that was applicable, property division, all that. And I got those finalized and out uh, to them for review, and I'm sure we'll be finalizing those real quick. Uh, I want to talk about uh, fee waivers. So this is now, so that was the update. And now I'm talking about, um, now I'm talking about uh, things that happened today that I want to comment on, comment on so you can uh, better understand the process. So I had a client that we filed today that was um, a fee waiver case. What I want to, they, they've changed the fee waiver process before you had to do the fee waiver and you had to qualify based on your income, excuse me. And even if, even if you were unemployed, you still had to show income. You had to show evidence of your unemployment. You had to show that receipt you get from not receipt, but the, the, I don't know what you'd call it. The evidence you get from uh, unemployment that shows here's how much you're getting. We'd have to attach that to the request for um, the fee waiver. It wasn't just based on unemployment. That's now changed. Uh, I don't know when this went into effect. I should probably look at the date. It's been fairly recent. It was this year. Now unemployment, just by the mere fact that you're on un unemployment and it's unverified, that we don't have to attach any evidence of your unemployment, it's an automatic fee waiver approval. So for those that you're unemployed, not to encourage you to file for divorce, but if you are on the fence or you know the money is the issue, there's not going to be any court fees. And I commented probably a few weeks ago that I was just talking to my neighbor and her son works for the studios and she said he's been out of work for basically six months. So that is awful. I guess the, the silver line is you can get your court fees waived if you're going through divorce. That didn't make sense. Okay. Number two, Contra Costa. I was working with clients um, this week, wrapped up their settlement agreement and they were going to get the, they have to mail that in because that's another court that doesn't allow for the, judgment to be e-filed. And I verified that today because they actually had said, and this is kind of a sub topic. They said, Hey Tim, uh, when we look at the e-file uh, services, the judgment uh, does show on their judgment and some of the procedural forms for the judgment judgment package. And so I looked at it and I said, Oh, you're right. It sure does. I said, well, let me, I already had, cause we have a lot of cases with Contra Costa. I said, well, I'm going to, let me e-file one. Now I was getting ready to mail it. Let me see if I can e-file it. And it was rejected in about four and a half minutes. And it said, we're not currently accepting e-file on the judgments. We just have the portal set up that way, but we're not accepting them yet. So that would be amazing if Contra Costa started allowing for uh, e-filing of the judgments. Looking forward to that. In fact, I'm looking forward to all courts um, allowing that at some point. I told my wife uh, a few weeks ago, I said, you know what? Handling the cases outside of LA County that don't have e-file, not because you're out of the county, just because there's not the e-file. I said, they take me twice as long to process for me and for the client because whereas the LA County clients don't have to print anything off, that's all e-signed through my portal. It's all e-notarized through uh, uh, a service I use. The, everyone outside the county, they have to, you know, once it's prepped, they have to print documents, go to a regular notary, mail their stuff to me. And because we, we can't, even the, the counties that don't allow for e-notary, don't even allow for electronic signatures. They have to be original wet signatures. So you have to sign it, print it, sign it, notarize it, mail it to you. I mean, and that's why I'm always talking about all the judgments we get in the mail. That's why that's happening. Cause we can't, it, I mean, even if they accepted electronic or scanned signatures would be better because then you can sign them, scan them to me, and then I can prep them, but that's not the case. But what I was going to talk about with Contra Costa is that um, when we're, I was having this discussion with this client about the, 
um, possibility of doing the e-file, which we now know we cannot, uh, she said, oh, I'll, I'll ask. Um, they were using the self-help center, uh, emailing with them. She said, oh, I'll email self-help and see what they say, if they know anything, just trying to be helpful. And she got an autoresponder that basically said, due to our, how busy we are, um, we'll respond to your email in three weeks. Three weeks, people, to get an email back from the court. I, you know, all the all the counties are bad. I don't want to hate on Contra Costa. Uh, I do a little bit, but because uh, they're they make things difficult. Anyways, um, just there's a way to get around. You do not have to use the self help. You don't have to go to the court's classes. You use a service like mine, and we bypass all of that process. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to go to court. You have to see a judge. We buy, we streamline the process and we go straight to judgment and you, you don't have to worry about any of the self-help type services, classes, or going to court. That's the service I offer in case you didn't know. Okay. So we'd already talked about the judgments require original signatures. Um, all right. Note here, two cases this week where wife was going to keep the home a hundred percent, including the equity and be responsible for the mortgage. So today, did I say this week? So today I had two consultations and in both cases, they wanted to know we're concerned. I think the, the question was phrased this way. We're concerned the court will have something to say about me keeping hundred percent of the house. And it's a simple answer. The court does not interfere in your decision-making. The court doesn't know if you owe more on the house than it's worth. All we're saying is you're going to keep hundred percent of the house and you're going to be responsible for the mortgage and call it a day. So don't worry about it. The way we've drafted the settlement agreements, you tell us what you want. We put it together. The court's not going to interfere. doesn't matter if you're keeping 100% of your home, 100% of your pensions, 100% of your kids. Uh, to some, you know, For the most part, they're not going to interfere with that. They do care about the children. They don't care about your assets is the point I was trying to make there. Okay. Next subject. Um, okay. So this, this is just me messing with you. I have clients. We have a lot of clients, obviously. I've been doing this 11 years. We have clients that once we submit the judgment package to court, the ones where we have to mail in, they track, I think they're checking daily or at least weekly to look for updates with the court. So here's how it works. When we submit the judgment to court, it's all packaged up, hole punched, you know, all stapled and all, all the way it's supposed to be put together. We will give a track. We'll do USPS priority. So they get tracking. So they have confirmation that it gets arrives at the court. But after that, nothing, there's no updates. The court doesn't say, Hey, we received it. You don't get a receipt. Uh, they don't call you. There's, there's no indication. There's nothing on, nothing gets on the case summary until they actually start reviewing it, which could be several months down the road. And then it's done in pieces, meaning the the procedural documents, because the way I, I submit the judgment package is with everything. We do the initial filing, the petition, summons, and whatever else is involved in that county. And then I don't turn anything in else in until we have the settlement agreement, all the procedural judgment forms, the, what I consider to be the entire judgment package in one shot. And once they, they get that and they open it, at some point prior to the judgment being reviewed, they will file those preliminary, you know, disclosure forms and the proof of service, the notice of acknowledgement, uh, the 141s, everything that's not considered the judgment or settlement agreement portion. And so they'll see that and they will, they'll screenshot it or they'll just email me through our portal and say, Hey Tim, there, this, this shows up today. What, what does this mean? 
And honestly, all that means is they're starting to review your paperwork. That's it. It's not the, all I can tell you is you ever heard the uh, phrase or saying that whatever it is you're looking at, if you're watching it, it's going to take longer. Food takes longer to cook. If you're staring at it, the, the coffee takes longer to drip out the pot. If you're looking at it, don't, I don't know why I know you want your divorce to go through. I guess that's, that's the real issue there. You want it to go through, try and relax. Don't worry about it. The court time frame is going to take what it's going to take. And there's no updates that I can give you until I get it back from the court approved. And then I can send you your documents and then you'll know you're done. Okay. The next question that came in today, Oh, my light went off. The next question uh, someone had today was how detailed does the child custody need to be? The answer is it doesn't have to be. Child custody can be this simple, joint legal, joint physical, reasonable right of visitation to both parties. That's it. You can exercise that visitation all you want, or sorry, custody in any way that you want. Did I not pay the power today? Lights keep going off. Want to make sure, oh. I'll make sure you can see me. Um, so yeah, it does It does not have to be in any way, shape, or form, any type of, um, bear with me, does not have to be uh, detailed. You don't have to list dates and times of when they're with and who and who has them in the car and all that. All you need is joint legal, joint physical, reasonable right of visitation. And I'd say 90% of our judgments or settlement agreements, that's all it says. So you don't have to make it complicated, people. If you're amicable, keep it amicable. All right. So there's, I want to talk about this health insurance open enrollment. So I just Google searched this. So don't kill me if I'm wrong, but it said in California, the open enrollment is from November 1st to January 31st. I am not a life insurance, life insurance. I'm not a health insurance agent. So I'm not going to be talking about any of that. If the open enrollment is wrong, I'm sorry, but that's what Google said. Blame Google, November 1st to January 31st. So this is why I'm bringing this up. Two, two ways this question is coming in. Tim, um, can we? when can we take our spouse off? So from the person who has, let's say that my spouse is on my health insurance and our divorce just uh, finalized, like we got it approved, like in one of those instances where I was saying it's approved now in October, but not officially divorced until March. So technically you're supposed to keep your spouse on your health insurance plan until then. But what if you guys agree that you want to remove the spouse so they can ju just get their own insurance now open enrollment? That is totally fine. So the question came in two ways. So last week, uh, a client who we had finalized their divorce, but they still had that time before they're actually single. He said, Tim, do I have do I have to remain on my health on her health insurance or can I go and get my own now during open enrollment? Absolutely. You can do that. It, then the question that came in today was on the opposite side. If we start our divorce and even though it's not finished, can I remove him from my health insurance policy because of the open enrollment? So it's not because of the open enrollment. You can, it's by, do you guys agree to do that is what matters. The summons says, and this is what people are referring to and why they ask the question. It says, you know, don't change beneficiaries. Don't remove off health insurance. Don't move off of auto insurance. You know, all these ne things need to stay intact until the divorce is final and the six months have passed. That is so you don't harm each other, like do things in a negative way. But if you agree to do these things, then you're welcome to do them. You don't have to, no one's going to, the only person who's going to complain to the court is both of you. The court's not going to say, hey, we got a notification that 
Um, you, you removed them off health insurance or vice versa, or whatever the case might be. I handle purely amicable, 100% cooperative clients. Okay, I know it's divorce, so it's not you know always exactly a beautiful thing, but don't worry about what the summons says if you guys are making agreements. We've had people say, Tim, we don't want to, uh, we, we're not, uh, we're dividing every single little asset or debt because that's what the court says we have to do. Or I want to move out, but it says we can't change it. I mean, people are really reading it to the letter of law. The simple answer is, if you want to make changes to beneficiaries, automobile insurance, health insurance, and you guys agree to do that, you can do it. All right. That was so. Here is the the last section, and let me know if you have a better word for it. I'm going to call it Tim's tirade. I'm looking for something that rhymes, but something that says that I want you to know that I am upset about something. So, a week ago, maybe yeah, last week probably, I was talking about how sometimes clients take advantage of my service and my free consultations, and how I say shame on you for doing that. And it happened again today, and they. Um, I, they knew it and I called them on it immediately. They said, I have a couple of questions. I'm trying to do my own divorce, but I want to give up questions. And I said, Oh, well, let me talk about the fact that you're going to be doing your divorce yourself. She goes, Oh, we'll get into that after I answer my, after you answer my questions. And I said, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, if you have absolutely no intention of hiring me, you really shouldn't be calling me because the purpose of this consultation is to find out from you what you guys have going on. See if you're amicable, cooperative and all that. And then for you to learn about my service and make sure we're a good fit, not to call and get free legal advice, which first of all, I can't give you. They're asking highly technical questions about quadros and taxation and all this. And I just had to say, look, you're obviously looking for free resources. You already told me you've been calling around for other things. I just, I'm not, I can't help you. That's not what I do. I don't do piecemeal parts. She's like, well, we're gonna do our paperwork and then maybe I'll call you if we get stuck. No, I don't do that. You either decide to hire me or you don't. I do take on cases where that you've your judgment's been rejected or you get stuck somewhere in the, in the process, but that's not what this person was doing. They were going to try and call all different people to get help for all this. She was asking me, how do I get free resources for this? Or, or I want to get a distro master. How do I get that? I'm like, you got to pay someone to do it or hire someone as part of my process, but I'm not just going to do it for you for free. So a little frustrated on that. And here's, here's where, I don't understand why people do this. She had she had five 401ks. You mentioned IRAs, spousal support. They had kids. They had a home. And you're going to try and do your own divorce. There, she had questions about how do you write it in the settlement agreement to make you know to make sure that it's, it can be quadrant. Can we use flat a flat amount or does it have to be community property? It's like you have. It's not a complicated case. It's the type of cases we take on all the time. As long as you guys agree the terms, we'll package it up that way. But you're going to try and do your own divorce with all that involved. It's not a simple, no asset, no debt, no kid. I've been married for three days divorce. I don't understand why you guys do that. Um, you're going to, this. these people are going to be at this for well over a year. Because not only do they have the challenges of doing their own paperwork, missing check boxes, filing things wrong, errors, judgment rejections, but they're going to mess up their settlement agreement entirely, which is going to mess up their quadros, which is going to delay the transfer of assets. Let me know if you like Tim's tirade. Let me know if you have a better name for it. I hope you enjoyed episode 18 for this Thursday, October 26, 2023. Divorce 661 Daily Perspective, and we'll talk to you manana.